is like that is the most anxiety inducing thing in the morning is like am i gonna be able to poop before i lose welcome back everybody are you recording we are yeah okay <laughs> welcome back we're doing is we're doing a zoom a zoom uh episode today because life is taking us all over the place between the two of us um but thank god for technology but today we're doing uh season two episode nine of bedside conies a little bit of a hybrid episode here um we were gonna do 16 episodes of bedside athlete if you were listening to that the last episode was a little bit longer um with our buddy sam or tin can so we just decided to kind of mesh this last one together to be kind of a recap of uh, Corey, Greeny, and I's half Ironman. Um, but as always, before we get started, thanks everybody for listening. Um, special thanks to everybody who reached out afterwards to all of us, um, people that followed along in the morning. I know particularly like Chicago friends that were paying attention. It was super early. We were in the water at... 550 central time so really appreciate that um but if you haven't already follow and rate us on spotify and apple podcasts also follow us on instagram at bedside conies max is only getting better with his ridiculous memes of me <laughs> and i'm learning more and more about the stupid ass fucking photos he has of me <laughs> but apparently it's turned into great content so it's a win-win <laughs> Um, keep helping us push the pod too. If you have friends that you think would like it, um, share it on social media, tell them about it Thursday mornings, 7am Eastern, 6am central programming note to those Wednesday and Friday or sorry, Monday and Wednesday episodes. Um, we're going to take a break from for TBD until we like find another idea or something, but just think of what Thursdays now. But, um, last thing, keep sending us questions unanswerables feedback, whatever's easiest for you. Um, but today we have an OG BSC two way with myself and Maxwell. Um, I'm excited first. Yeah. I, uh, (laughs) it's funny. So we were like originally game planning to do a recap on basically yesterday, like afternoon. I even said to Greeny and Corey, I think like Maybe Saturday evening, I was like, don't forget, boys, we got to record a pod. And you had even texted them last week saying, hey, we got to record a pod. So there was like two reminders. But in my head, I just knew like after the marathon, after our first triathlon, like I just know how you feel. And I was like, yeah, the likelihood of that happening, probably pretty low. If he does it, great. And then I I just knew (laughs) when you texted me this morning, you're like, we got to record. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, like I think we would have, but. This is like, we can kind of get into this too. This is almost a side topic, but so I, my parents really wanted to come and I basically told them, I, I straight up told them like, Hey, I want to be as honest with you as I can. Like, it's no offense to you guys. It's just like, there's so much going on with these things already. Like logistically, we have so much shit to deal with. You have to like go and prep all this stuff. You have to deal with like making sure that you have everything prepared the day before and then you do the actual triathlon and you are so fucking tired, like mentally tired and obviously physically tired. 
But like the mental part of it, I think a lot of people like don't realize because mm-hmm. of how much preparing that goes into it. Um, so that being said, like I told my parents not to come, which I appreciated honestly that they didn't like they reached out, they followed along. It was great. Whatever. Corey's like whole family came, which was awesome. Like I love them to death and they were like super supportive. They followed us like during the whole thing. I think I saw them damn near like six times during the whole race. It was damn. like seriously so motivating. The only like downside is like we got done. So it's like, I think Greeny finished around like maybe like 132. We were like kind of walking around the shop, yada, yada. And then we started talking about like what we were going to do after. And I'm just like thinking in my head, like we were all kind of on the same page. Like, dude, I just want to get like back home and like kind of sit down for a second. Shower, clean up. Yeah. Like take a shower and just like chill. Yeah. Uh, And at one point I think Greeny and I were both like, I'm going to be completely honest. Like I could just sit on this couch for the rest of the night and just (laughs) bullshit, like try to drink a couple beers and maybe smoke some weed and fall asleep at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Like I would have been a great night. Um, So like, I think in long story short, if we would have just done that, it would have been like, we could have just sat there and recorded. Cause I mean, we had, all of the conversation we wanted to have, we just didn't have it on a microphone. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Well, yeah, I feel like the expectations where you uh, pull out a microphone, set it up, test it and get everything is pretty, uh, pretty low after you just went 70.3 miles. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, that's what even Corey was like, we had like a reservation for five thirty. Corey was like, dude, we, we could do it. We just like pop it out there. And I'm like, you know, that we like, we're probably going to talk for like an hour. Right. Yeah. Like, do you know how time works? <laughs> yeah. Now that's but tough. It was, it was cool. I mean, I wasn't like upset that we, I, the place we went to was really good too. And I was starving. So, yeah. Uh, do we want to take up- a, take it back a step? Because I know a lot of people probably have listened to bedside athlete, so they know what's going on. But for those of you who don't and don't even follow us on Instagram, which if you don't go follow us now, um, Ralph did a an, uh, half Ironman yesterday, which we might have already said, but if we didn't, he did a half Ironman. That's what we're talking about. Um, which is just remind the listeners for how, how far like each, each yeah. lap is. So a full Ironman is actually, I'll just walk through the half Ironman, half Ironman or, um, a 70.3 is 70.3 miles is why they call it that. It's 1.2 mile swim. I think it's like 96 laps for reference. If you've ever done like long swims and then 56 miles on the bike and then a half marathon. So 13.1 run. Um, Insane. Yeah. It sucked. <laughs> I mean, say that. yeah, you signed up for it, but you've been training for a while and it's helped. And we'll, we'll get into like what you were texting earlier with, with tin can, how, You'll hopefully recover quicker uh, even after last year. But um, it was in Sandusky, Ohio, so you already had to travel a bit for it. How did that go? How did, like, getting there, setting up, like, take me through your whole, like, Saturday, the the day before? Yeah, that's actually a good point because so I kind of fucked up in the sense that I was kind of planning most of the, I guess you would say, like, stay for all of us. Mm -hmm. Um. Corey's family actually got like a, they had, there was like six or seven of them and some little ones. So they had like a separate Airbnb, but for Corey, Greeny and I, and then Morgan, actually Corey's girlfriend stayed with us too. 
we all had like our own Airbnb. Well, I only got it for Saturday and Sunday night. And like the, the closer we got to it, I was like, like, fuck, I think I should have gotten that for Friday night because I'm going to have to check in like early on Saturday. And I had like a little bit of anxiety about checking in like as soon as I could, because last year in Chicago, they don't have designated spots for your bike. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. because Chicago is so big, it's like one of the biggest triathlons in the U.S., they like they fucking pack you in to the transition area. So like if you're like one of the later ones that gets there with your bike, you're kind of fighting people to get a spot. The more we talked about it too, and Max, you might remember this. I actually think in Malibu we had designated spots and like a good amount of room. Can you confirm that? Uh, I remember we had designated like you, like those bars that you can hang your bike up on. We had yeah. designated bars, and I'm guessing they set only a certain amount of people in that line of bars, if that makes yes. sense. So maybe not designated spots, but like a designated uh, aisle so that yeah. they didn't overcrowd each aisle. Yeah. It would say like like our – we were all, I think, generally – maybe one or two of us wasn't in the same one, but we were all pretty much on the same bar. Yeah. And it was like 800 to 815 is this bar. So you yes. kind of just spread out from there. Chicago was very different. It was like, we have this many bars. Good luck. It was kind of a nightmare. Like, I remember in the morning last year, like, people were showing up with their bikes and hadn't staged anything the day before. And, like, someone moved our shit. And, I don't, like, it was annoying as hell. But I honestly don't really blame them in the sense they were probably stressing the fuck out, too. Of like, yeah. Where the fuck am I going to put this stuff? Like, we were on top of each other. Needless to say, so I didn't book the Airbnb for Friday night. So I started looking and I'm like, holy shit, this is a five and a half hour drive for me. Yeah, it's pretty and far. Like, I think I didn't realize how far it was until I looked at I it myself because I was going to like, we were going to maybe drive and then I'm like, oh, five and a half hours. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bitch to get to, especially even from like Cincinnati. I think it's like four. Yeah, maybe it's, it's pretty far. Four and a half. Um but yeah, then the other thing I didn't really think about was I lose an hour from going from Chicago to oh, San Yeah. So I'm sitting here talking to Mackenzie on like Wednesday last week, and I was like, I think I'm gonna have to get up at like 3 a.m. And like, so I did. I got up at like three on Saturday. The other thing that ran through my head too is I was debating on just texting Corey and being like, Hey, do you care if I just come? drive up friday like late friday night i'll crash like on the couch or something at your guys's airbnb because they stayed there friday night too um but i in my head i was like you know what i'll get up at 3 a.m on saturday i'm obviously haven't been drinking like caffeine or anything i'm just gonna stay up the whole day yeah and then it's it'll be a lot easier to fall asleep on saturday night i mean honestly it kind of worked I wouldn't say it went like perfectly as planned. I was probably asleep though by like ten, um, which is pretty good. I mean, you get those like pre pre race nights. You get like so nervous. Not you specifically. Yeah. Anybody gets so nervous, and it's so hard to go to bed that night. Yes, it is. You just you get those like knots in your stomach. I was even saying though. I think we all kind of agreed. Maybe Corey not as much, but I, he seemed pretty much on the same level as Greeny as I. We all were just like, I don't know, man. I've done this like once or twice already. I'm not really like – I also just felt it was the most prepared I've been. Yeah. Like 
in terms of training, in terms of like, I had everything prepped and ready to go for the morning. I was just like, you just got to get up and execute. Like the, the hard part is like done. So truthfully, I didn't really even have knots in my stomach. Honestly, when I went to bed, I almost just like, wasn't tired. It was weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Saturday we got there and the reason I brought up the Chicago thing about being stressed out because it was so tight was Tin Can told us on that last episode of BSA, he was like, dude, Iron Man's super organized. Like, you're going to have space. At least it, that's how it was in Chattanooga. So I still was even like, fuck, I got to get there by at least 10 a.m. So we ended up, I rolled into Sandusky at 10 a.m. We ended up probably going and like checking in and getting our bike staged at like 11, 11.30. And they were so helpful. Like, everyone in Sandusky is also just the nicest people on the planet they probably had they probably had like a thousand to fifteen hundred volunteers wow it was insane so i guess the way like iron man works is we were talking to i was talking to some locals like right after the race and they were like yeah iron man like comes in it's a company like a profitable company that comes in and plans everything and they just like bank on the city having a ton of volunteers Well, I guess Sandusky just brings out a ton of people that want to help out. So, but on top of that, in terms of like the bike staging and the transition area, plenty of room. Like I had a foot on probably both sides. I was also like almost on the end, like right next to a light pole. Mm -hmm. So we all just kind of used that. And the guy that was on the end was like super cool. He had one side. I had the other plenty of space. So needless to say. Didn't need to be too stressed out, but I ended up waking up at like three in the morning on Saturday. So that was a lot. What did you take Ken's car or who, who, how'd you get there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ken's let me borrow her car. Shout out okay. to her for that. She probably won't hear this cause she doesn't listen. But. <laughs> okay. So staging went well. Uh, did you guys get to like see the course at all or like just scope it out at all? Yeah. That's the other cool thing too. So I, that's the first time I've ever been to Sandusky. Like I've never even been to like Cedar point or anything. Yeah. Me either. Uh, it's really like their downtown is honestly pretty nice. Like it's, it's just a lake town. It's, I guess it's a little bit more than a lake town. Like they have a, a decent size, like downtown and then Cedar point itself is on like this. It's not really an Island. It's like a little mini peninsula that just kind of juts out hmm. from the, from the like land into the water and that's the whole amusement park. And then where we were, it was called, um, it was like Jackson street pier was where like Iron Man village and all that stuff was set up. Um, and it was like, basically I, where we jumped into the lake, you could see the roller coasters and shit. It was awesome. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. It was crazy. And then we actually, so when we got there, you, it was probably like, uh, I don't know a five minute walk from Ironman village, which is where we checked into like the biking area. Cause we started, yeah, it's like a five minute walk because we started where Ironman village was, was where you jumped into the water and then you swam 1.2 miles to get back to the, um, the like transition area to get on the bike. And we like kind of walked that area like right in front of where the like swim was going to be. I think it was Corey made the comment. He was like, holy shit, that looks so much farther when you see it. I was like, yeah, dude, no, we need to just not look. This yeah. Fuck. <laughs> That's scary. But I mean, uh, you just have to jump in and, and swim. Yeah. 
so this was the other crazy thing to get like into the actual race. So Corey has kind of been like paying attention to um, like whether or not we were going to be able to wear a wetsuit. Oh, so dude, I get... saw the notification come through. Yes. So we I never really think about it too much. Like I, stuff like that. I'm just kind of like I have no control over. I There's nothing I can do. If they tell me I can't wear a wetsuit, then I can't wear a wetsuit. Whatever. So it was pretty hot on Saturday. Like it said it was only 80 degrees, but everyone there was even like, holy shit, like it feels a lot hotter than 80 degrees. Like honestly, it felt like a Chicago like 90 degree day. Like, was it like no not cloud cloudy at all? No. That's not what at it all. was, yeah. It was, yeah. The, the sun was just beating down on you. So I think that's what got the water like really warm. Plus, it's kind of in like they call it Sandusky Bay. So it's really like I, I don't know how to describe that, but like you know how like when water is more cut off, it's gonna be warmer because it's yeah. just kind of sitting there beating down. So yeah, we uh we wake up or I think yeah, we woke up on uh on Sunday morning and Corey was like, uh wetsuits are optional. And I was like, What the fuck does that mean? So basically I think between like seventy and seventy eight degrees you have the option to wear your wetsuit, but if you choose to not wear your wetsuit, you aren't included in the age group. Like you're not included in the competitive age group. I thought it was if you did choose to wear it. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. 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 My bad. So if you chose to wear it, you were not in the. You weren't going to be counted in the competitive age group. Which we were like, well, fuck, man. Like, do we really care? Like, none of us are going to like place or anything. Like, yeah. That seems silly. So we all packed our wetsuits. Corey was, I think Corey was like, yeah, I'm just going to wear it. I was, I think I, me and Greeny were both like, yeah, fuck it. I'll probably just wear it too. And I was even like, ah, I don't know. I'll play it by ear. Like I, if we get there and like no one's wearing it, then I'm not going to wear it. But in the back of my head, I'm like, fuck man. Like I've only trained in open water with a wetsuit. Like I'm it makes a be difference. Here. Yeah. Like the buoyancy is going to be so different. I'm like, is this even swimming in a tri suit? Is that normal? Like, I don't, I don't even know what this is like. So we get there and we see like a few people wearing it, and then they like, I, we might have known this already, but or they announced it, and they made the comment that if you chose to wear a wetsuit, you started at the end. So like, after everyone else that wasn't wearing a wetsuit, you went after them. Now, granted, there was only like 1,500 participants. I say only because like Chicago was like 7,000, which is a lot more. Yeah. Um, but I made the comment. I was like, dude, regardless of how much that's going to help you, do we really want to be on the run when it's like blisteringly hot outside? I mean, it was already going to be pretty warm. You're going to be doing the run at like 11 a.m. Yeah. either way but i still was like peak day you're gonna be pretty fucked if you like have to end up going at the end so we were kind of going back and forth on it and then this guy sitting next to me at the transition area he was clearly like middle-aged i started talking to him and he was like yeah i've done like i think he said he's done like four or five half ironmans he's done one full and uh i just straight up asked him i was like is it dumb to wear a wetsuit today? And he just kind of looked at me and was like, dude, 
if you're going to do an Ironman, do a fucking Ironman the right way. And I was like, that's all I needed to hear. I'm not going to wear a wetsuit. So we all just said, fuck it. We're not wearing them. Why is that the right way? Because basically he was saying, like, if you want to be competitive, be competitive. Oh, okay. Okay. That's... Like if you're, if you're going to do an Ironman, do an Ironman. Okay. Like, follow the rules. Not yeah. to say that it wasn't the rules, but, like. To be competitive. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And that's kind of like I, I was already leaning on not wearing one because I only at that point, I think we had only seen like here and there one or two people would be wearing them and not to like body shame, but they were people that didn't look super competitive. <laughs> OK, OK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So right. we chose that. And the other thing, too, is we all agreed. We we're like you, that run's going to fucking suck if we end up not getting in the water until like 730, 745. That yeah. would be miserable. Yeah. That's to say that it wasn't already miserable, but yeah. So yeah, so we morning of yeah. though, like what time did you guys wake up? What time did you get there? And then the one thing I wanted to know is, did you end up writing anything on your wrist? And if so, what? Oh yeah, um, good question. So we woke up at three, or we woke up at four. Transition area opened at five. I think we got to the transition area at like five thirty. Because we were, I mean, we, we all woke up at four, but we were kind of said, like, it's not going to be super necessary to, like, get there right away. The only thing I really needed to do when I got there was just, like, Greeny and I both bought, um, we went to Home Depot and bought, like, a bucket. Like, almost think of, like, a, yeah. a, a painter's bucket to put, like, stuff in. And then it was really nice, too. I could, like, sit down on it when I was uh, transitioning. But I had to, like, set that up. I ate breakfast while I was kind of doing that. Um, so it didn't take, like, super long. But, yeah, before I left, I, I didn't have a Sharpie, but we had, like, a pen. And I just did the same thing I did last year. Just, I, I didn't even write go to the dark place. I just wrote dark place. And then right on top of it was, like, Jimmy's wristband. So that was helpful. Yeah. But I almost lost Jimmy's wristband, like, three times in the water. <laughs> That would have been terrible. <laughs> oh, I like was feeling. I mean, I probably wouldn't have lost it because I was feeling it. But yeah. it, like, I have it like above my watch. Yeah, my like Apple Watch, and it kept slipping over top of it onto my hand, and I was like, "God damn it!" Kind of feeling it. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Uh, did you poop? I was able to poop in the morning. Greeny, I don't know if Greeny still has pooped. Oh, really? <laughs> Dude, he like got there, and he was like. I haven't pooped since I left. And then the whole trip, he kept saying he hadn't pooped. I was like, dude, you're going to be in shambles. You need to go get home. some, like, some plums or some fiber or whatever makes you poop. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is, that's some, like, I, that's one thing people don't talk about with these types of events. <laughs> it's like, that is the most anxiety inducing thing in the morning is like, am I going to be able to poop before I run or race? Dude, it's so real. It's so real. Because you don't Someone want it happening to... on the race. That's the worst yeah. thing that could happen probably on a race. Well, Someone let's... had a sign that said one in a hundred people shit themselves. Oh. Are you going to be one of them? <laughs> the signs I are the saw... best. I, I want to see. I want to talk about that in, in a bit, see if there was any other yeah. signs. But Some of the signs were good, yeah. But, yeah, I was. that was one thing. Like We made a really, really good dinner on Saturday night. We like grilled out. And Morgan, shout out to her. She was like in the kitchen whipping it up some all the all the all the fixings while the dudes were just standing around a fucking grill acting like it was hard. <laughs> um, but great dinner. 
But like we, I literally specifically was like, do you guys think we should get some like zucchini or some vegetables? Just like, you know, get the bowels moving a little bit. (laughs) Which it worked perfectly for me. Yeah. Greedy on the other hand, I think Greedy just had some knots because that motherfucker just didn't train. (laughs) Yeah. Which is insane. I was texting Ken's about it and she's like, yeah, Ralph just said he's, he's, he was going to wing it. I'm like, winging 70.3 miles is not something that anybody should ever physically do. I think it was first time he's i mean yeah it's just like that distance we didn't really have like we knew it was double we knew it was double the bike double the run of what we did last year but it's really just hard to comprehend like how much more it actually is it's like when greeting was here for fourth of july he was like i think i get like a little bit of juice out of like procrastinating and then still being able to do something which i totally get that like mindset but i would just be way too terrified yeah yeah so morning of you're there race is about to start how are we feeling like you you said it earlier but like you felt the best that you have felt going into a race because you've trained super freaking hard you yeah. have been pretty much like injury free fairly yeah. and especially going into the race you were pretty much injury free and then yeah. mentally obviously you've done it a couple times so you're like probably more mentally strong than you've ever been before for sure i think all of that applies the biggest thing too was i I said this a little bit ago but i was just so like i i think i said this on the tin can episode my transitions were kind of shitty the last two years yeah i just i didn't really have like a system a good system in place for like where i wanted all my stuff how i wanted to set it up I got it like locked in this year and I like have a note now. I like prepped it in my mind and then wrote it out in like a note on my phone. So I had it like ready to go in the bucket and it like laid out with my towel and all that stuff. That I think like really calmed me down completely. So like as we were waiting for the swim, I was just like, oh, I'm just, it almost felt like I was just playing like a regular, regular season game for like, about high school basketball game like honestly that's how i felt yeah that's good though i mean and taking the note down was probably so smart so if you ever do it again you can just replicate it over and over that's so smart even yeah like i think the last two years i maybe did something similar but i'm really bad about when i do stuff like that i delete what i've like accomplished (laughs) kind of like a to-do note yeah this time i was like don't delete it just like go down by down like line by line and just leave it. So like if I do for some reason decide to do the Chicago try, I'm going to be like, this is fucking cake. I know exactly what I need to do. Right. Right. So getting in the water, it was warm. Oh yeah, man. I, so that was like, I think I was more worried about the buoyancy of the, the, tri- the wetsuit. Yeah. But there was still a little bit in my head of like, fuck, this is still probably going to be kind of cold too. But in at the same time, they said it was like 75 degrees. I was like, that's, pretty fucking warm if i'm not mistaken i don't really relatively know what like warm water feels like but so you jump in we like jumped off of a ferry it was so funny it was honestly kind of an easy start i liked it but you jump in and i was like holy shit this is the muddiest water i've ever been in my life oh really you couldn't see your hand in front of your face it was Uh. terrible so that made it kind of a bitch just in the sense of like sighting because even like even in Lake Michigan last year, it was really dirty, but 
you could still like see feet in front of you. Like if you were coming up on someone, you could see their feet. Okay. In this in this case, you had no way. Unless you were like looking up basically every stroke, all of a sudden you were just on top of somebody. And it was like that, honestly, for the first like half of the swim. It was a bitch and a half. But the the water was like really calm. People describe it as like when the water is like perfect, it looked like glass. Like when you mm-hmm. walked out there before yeah. people jumped in, it was just like a sheet of glass. It was awesome. So I actually felt like I was going pretty quickly. Got about halfway, started to feel like um, I was I was staying pretty straight. The buoys were a little tough to see, I would say, but not like too terrible that like I would usually if I was having a tough time seeing one or something, I would just do like one breaststroke because you have a little bit easier. Um, it's a little bit easier to like sight when you breaststroke. Yeah. So I'd find it and then keep going and then. At that point, too, like I was kind of starting to pass people, which was almost a little bit annoying because then you got to like kind of go up on top of them. Needless to say, got about halfway, started to feel it a little bit in my leg, like a cramp. Not that I was cramping, but I was like, oh, shit. You can feel it coming on. It's already happening. Like, this is not good. So I just like told myself to just calm down and like slow down because I knew I was flying. I was like, I'm going to end up getting, my goal was 46 minutes, like no more than 46 minutes. I'm on pace. And I didn't even look at my watch, but I was like, I know I'm ahead of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to end up getting out of this water in like 40 minutes. So I slowed down a little bit and then we got around to like this turn, basically where you're like coming back because you went out and then you're coming back. I'm not even going to, this is just overcomplicated, but. You like turned around. I literally came up from the water and it was the most like ridiculous, like religious thing on the planet. But the sun was just beating on your eye. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's God. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was hilarious. And then immediately, like two minutes after I got a Charlie horse. Oh, like, of course, <laughs> like a Charlie horse so bad that I like couldn't swim. I had to like tread water for probably like 30 seconds and I, I don't even know how I like got rid of it. I think I was just like shaking out my leg to the point of like, you know, it's going to go away eventually. You just got to kind of move through it. But that's the and scariest I just... place to get a Charlie horse. It's not like a bike or a run where you can literally just stop. Like you still got to tread water with a Charlie horse. Yes. That yeah. has got to be kind of scary. It was terrifying. And I, we all said, we all got Charlie horses and I attested to the fact that when you're not wearing a wetsuit, you have to keep yourself up by kicking more than you're used to. Yep. So I don't know. I mean, looking back on it, I guess I probably would train. I'll try to train a couple more times without a wetsuit, but like, I mean, I'm doing that in the pool. I don't know. It's just so different. It's so different. Yeah. 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 Because when you're in a pool, you're you're kicking off the wall every fifty to one hundred meters. Um, exactly. But, yeah, it's stupid. So your swim yeah. ended up being forty six minutes and forty two seconds. So just a yeah. just a little bit above your goal. So for having a Charlie horse, honestly, and no wetsuit, I feel like that's you still kind of killed that. For sure. I and that was the thing too. Like even getting done with the swim, I'm like coming into the the finish, and I was like man, I actually think I kind of crushed that still. Like that was probably like 35, 40 minutes. And I got out 
and saw 46, and I was like, fuck, that was slower than I thought. But I'm still on pace, and I, like, compared to last year, I got the same thing, like, Charlie horses in both of my legs. But when I got out last year, they didn't go away. Like, I was running to my bike, like, fucking hobbling. This year, I got out, and I was like, oh, I'm fine. Like, calm yeah. down. Yeah. You're all right. I kind of even, like, walked for a good, like, 10, 15 seconds, and then I was like, you're good. Just, like, jog it out. Get to the bike and change, and you're good. I also planned for, like, when I was doing the try calculator, I planned for eight minutes on T1 just to be safe, and I got out of there in, I think, four fifty-six. Four fifty-six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds Which, right. Which, um, I was like, damn, that's pretty good. And then I saw Corey come in. He had it, had it in, like, four minutes, and then Greeny... <laughs> did his t1 in like 350 i think greeny greeny was second out of the water oh yeah se- green sorry greeny was second out of the water. he got like 350 for his t1 yeah he was so he was he was coming in right as i was like grabbing my bike to go out like we exchanged words i was like oh, i'll see you on the run and uh but that was I, no i didn't pee there i peed on t2 but yeah i said like what's up to him and i like you could i could t- tell because obviously, like, we can sit here and say, like, we weren't competing against each other, but we were. And I was like, oh, shit, Corey's bike is still here. I was like, so I was the first one out. Yeah, because Corey and, looked uh, like he struggled a tad bit on the swim, maybe. Like, struggled compared to you. Like, you came out 46-42. He came out in 51 minutes and 45 he seconds. He cramps really bad, too. Yeah. Like, probably worse than I. I was clean until about, like, that last point two of the swim left. Yeah. But yeah, I think he was, he just got, he got crushed by not having a wetsuit. I mean, not that we all did for yeah. sure. Yeah. But I knew, yeah. I knew, I was like, I know Corey and I know he has a strong bike. So I'm like, Ralph might have a, a good head start on him right now. But I was like, Corey is going to work to make his way back to, to Ralph on the bike. Because I, oh. I was texting with Ken's throughout the race. I was like, did Ralph say anything about like competing with the other boys? And he's like, she's like, no, he didn't vocally say anything, but like mentally, I know, I know he wants to, he wants to oh, beat yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. I think it's one of those things like you do want to race your own race. So you don't want to like get it. I, like last year I was probably too competitive this year. My, my true only goal was to finish under six hours. Like that was the only thing I honestly cared about. Yeah. But then like once you're out there and in it, you're like, oh, I, I mean, I, I want to beat them. Like, I'm not going to sit here and, like, say that I don't. You a little know? bit of competition is always good, too. It's motivating. Yeah, exactly. But that's, I mean, I was kind of thinking about that even at one point on the bike. I was like, do I, I don't even know if I would be going this hard if I, if I knew Corey wasn't right behind me. Yeah. Like, yeah. he was kind of pushing me to go harder. Yeah. So you get on the bike. It's 56, mile, 56 miles on the bike. What was your goal for the bike? Uh, the only thing in my head was 18 miles per hour. That's, I kind of like, okay. The, for the swim, I knew I wasn't going to look at my watch during it. I was like, just try to get out roughly 46. That was pretty like, I knew that that was like, if you have a, an okay swim, you'll hit 46. The bike, I was like, I know just on the top of my head, like actually 18.7 was the mile per hour I was trying to hit. And like the beginning of it was one of those, like, I don't know. I got on and I like felt good, but I was like, this, this course seems like it's going to be just kind of annoying. Like it felt like there was just going to be a bunch of turns. I like looked at the map a little bit, but I didn't know exactly. 
I didn't want to know too much about it. Yeah. But once we got out there, there was like this middle-aged woman that passed me pretty early on. And she had like a, she had a really nice tri bike or TT bike. I'll keep referring to them as TT bikes just because it's easier. But um, she passed me. And then we like hit this little mini hill to go like up over this overpass. And I fucking zoomed up this hill because I was just feeling good. And I was like, my whole thought process with biking is use your energy up the hill and then just use that momentum going down it, you know? Yeah. Um, and your first, her, your first two miles was at 23 miles per hour, 23.16 oh. miles per hour. And I was putting, I would say out of like a, a scale of one to 10 of effort, I felt like I was doing a six and a half. Damn. But it was like, it was like scaring me because I was like, this is something I'm going to blow up. Yeah. Like that was all that was running through my head was like, don't blow up. Do not blow up and stay consistent with like the nutrition is so important on the bike. So basically I had, I had three goos on the bike and three goos on the run, like prepared. And I had a bunch of salt sticks. Those like chews that Sam suggested yep. in my bike bag. And then I had two water bottles with two noons each in each of my water bottles. And I knew I was like, I need to consume all of this on the bike. So I kind of just broke it out in my head of like, you got to have one water bottle finished by like mile 28. You got to have one goo done 45 minutes and then an hour and a half and then two hours and 15 minutes. That was like kind of where I was going in my head. And then the salt sticks, I just kind of thought about as like, if you start to feel anything cramp wise, just start taking them or, Honestly, once I got like 15 minutes in, I was just kind of taking two at a time. Like I had, I, there was a bottle of maybe 50 of them. I think I, I ate probably 35 or 40 of them throughout oh this Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked my stomach is not in more shambles at this point. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I got, so I got out, started to feel like some open space. It's obviously like the beginning, you're going to be a little bit tight with people. And other than this was a crazy thing. And this is what was freaking me out too, was like other than a few dudes that had they were clearly like whether they were professionals or just like people that have been there, done that, were probably logging. So let's say I finished in five fifty one. They probably were done in like four four hours or under. Those were the <laughs> only guys in my head that were passing me. And they were flying i'm talking like 28 29 miles an hour the whole time other than them i was flying by everyone else like i'm down in my drop bars just zooming past people like zooming past people that look like they've done 10 of these with tt bikes and i was like what the fuck is going on this is freaking me out yeah that would scare me because i'd be like damn am i doing something wrong am i Am I fucking myself over for the run or like yeah. later on in the bike? I just kept saying, I'm like, am I going too hard? Like I kept looking at my heart rate. I was, my heart rate was a little bit higher than I would have thought. Like I probably wanted it at like 158 to 160 and it was sitting like 165. But that's race day. That, that exactly. happens race day. Yeah. But it didn't feel like it was that high either. And that also could have been like not having headphones. Yeah. I was just like, my breathing was fine. I, I was not tired. I wasn't. This is going to sound douchey. Like, I wasn't even really sweating that much. Um, 
but yeah, it was, it really wasn't that bad. And then I got about like halfway and I started to feel like a little bit of a, a hamstring, like Charlie horse. So I was taking more salts and then I went to like, I went to like stand up to get rid of the hamstring Charlie horse and my quad just went, Oh, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> So both of my quads are now cramping. To be honest, like when you're cramping though on the bike, it's it's a little bit scary because I was like clipped in. There was no way to like really fully stretch out my legs. Yeah. But other than that, like you just kind of keep pedaling through it. It's like you're not going to totally seize up because you're just moving. I don't know. That's just like in my head. It, it never really like got too, too terrible. Um, but it but still yeah. scares you for like when you get off the bike. Like, that was the thing. Yeah. I started to have a little bit of anxiety towards like mile 30 to 35. I was doing like little mini like milestones though. Like the mini milestones in my head were like, Hey, you're going to take another goo in like at like, you know, whatever, 145. You're going to take another one at 230. But in my head, I was like, you know, just, just get to mile 30 and then you have, you know, whatever you have 26 more to go. Like you're going to be all right. So this is the best part of the story. At one point I started to notice, and I've thought about this too, just in the last couple of races on the bike. When I'm training in Chicago, I never am on blacktop, like new, fresh, like road blacktop. Okay. It's all basically like sidewalks. When you get on blacktop on a fucking road bike, I swear to God, you gain like four or five miles an hour. Really? Was it's, it like it was brand new? It, not to say it was even like brand new, but just think about like a nice country road, like a nice paved country road where you don't really have to deal with like bumps. You're just in the open road. It's flat versus like Chicago. I very rarely can get even down into my drop bars because yeah. I'm not close to my brakes. Right. Because I'm always braking almost. Um. So, yeah, every time I got on blacktop, I was like just – air it out like get not to say like i was going super hard but i was like you know pick it up a little bit kind of thing so then i started to notice i was like still passing people and i started to notice this guy like a shadow almost like behind me and i was like is this motherfucker like drafting me like not even that i really cared but i was kind of like this is just weird like he might just be pacing me or something yeah so i think he noticed me and he like came up on the side and he's like, Hey man, uh, I didn't mean to be weird. I just, I thought you were going like a pretty good pace. So I figured I would just kind of follow along with you if you don't care. I was like, no dude, that's, you're good with me. Like you're going to kind of motivate me too. So we got on the subject of conversation of like where he was from and I didn't really notice it at first, but then I was like, as we started talking, I was like, Oh, th this guy's pretty young. Like he doesn't look super old. And just like his voice was kind of young too. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, from the area, like, Cleveland-ish. I don't really remember where he said. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, and I asked him, like, how old he was. Or actually, I said, he asked me where I was from. And I was like, oh, I'm from Cincinnati originally. I live in Chicago now. And he was like, oh, that's cool. I go to school in Cincinnati. I was like, oh, do you go to UC? He's like, yeah, I do. I'm like, no shit, I'm a Bearcat too. Oh. And, uh. I was like, wait, when you graduate? He goes, 2026. I was like, how old are you? <laughs> He's like, I'm 19. Oh, my God. Like, are you fucking serious? 
He was like, yeah, this is the first one I've ever done. I was like, how the fuck did you start doing triathlon? So how? early in life, yeah. Yeah, he was like, I don't know, man. I just started training like six months ago for this specific one because I knew it was here. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I guess that makes sense. But yeah, so he like he drafted me basically for probably 15 miles. And I kept like looking back at him and just kind of giving him a thumbs up to see if he was still good because I was cooking too. And he, like, at one point, he would, like, come up and say, what's up? I was like, you feeling all right? He's like, yeah. I was like, let's fucking turn and burn, brother. <laughs> That's awesome. That oh, that was, helps. I feel like every so single race, you've found somebody to talk to. Oh, you always do. On the yeah. bike, especially, because you're, you're chilling for so yeah, long. Yeah, it's, it's so boring. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so we ended up, I mean, there really wasn't anything else super eventful on the bike. I pretty much i mean it couldn't have gone better when i kept looking at like my watch i was like jesus christ i'm flying dude i mean you averaged 20.3 yeah so that was like going into probably mile 45 i was still sitting at like 19 and a half and then all of a sudden we got on this next blacktop and i saw there was like a pretty steep not a steep incline but like a a steady like low incline and i was like oh this thing's about to go down for a while yeah so i zoomed up that and then i was probably doing like i didn't i haven't even looked at what my max speed was but i was probably doing 30 on the way down for like almost two miles and then that kind of just extended into flat road and i was just zooming in my highest gear basically to the end and I like looked at my watch and I saw over 20. I was like, damn, you just finished this shit in 15 minutes earlier than you planned to. Yeah, your last two miles, you were your pace was at 30.2 miles per hour average yeah. for the last two miles, which is insane. Yeah, I was flying. That's for sure. Yeah. But, and then the other thing, too, is like they didn't really. I kind of remember Chicago. You had to slow down for almost like a half a mile, which was really annoying. This time, like, you really just, you kind of clipped out and you were done. Like, you yeah. jumped off and you were in the transition area. So, I got into the, the transition pretty quick. I probably could have been out of there in, like, three minutes. And all of a sudden, in my head, I was like, oh, I kind of got to pee. I don't Might know if well I should. Do it then. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go pee. So, I peed really quick. It probably took me, like, a minute and a half. And I got out of the run and I... I felt okay the first, like, honestly, I hit mile one, and I was like, you're all right. Like, you got to just kind of keep it slow. You're probably, in my head, too, I was like, if I want to hit under th uh, six hours, like, a 10-minute pace for this run is going to be fine. It's going to be more than fine. So, like, don't freak out. Don't do anything, like, super competitive. Just stick easy to this. So then... <laughs> Just again, like random triathlon things. Like, start running with this one dude. We're shooting the shit. Some dude comes up to him. He's like in his 50s. And some guy's like, Damn, Bob, you did the swim in 32 minutes and the bike in fucking an hour and 28. And I was what? like, Bob, who the fuck are you, bro? <laughs> Wait, so yeah. how did, how are you running with him? Dude, he was, he did not run well. Like, he was old and his knees were shot, but he was fucking running quick. And then I, even at one point, was like, dude, I got to pull up from you. Like, you're going too quick. And he was like, yep, I'll see you. So we kind of split off from each other. I mean, he was probably running at like a nine, nine, ten pace at that point. 
and which is I, what I you love. did. You pretty much did for the first five six miles. You were at like a nine sixteen pace. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was just my watch might have been saying it was slower because my watch yeah. actually said I finished at like a not or a ten oh three pace. Okay, but I think it. Iron Man said that it was what like a nine forty eight. Yeah, total so, for the total thirteen point one. Yeah, so I don't know, but I want to know what happened at mile eight though, because both you and Corey, well, I like I didn't know anything about the course, and Lauren and I were at the Reds game. I'm literally checking every thirty seconds for an update. Yeah, I'm like hooked to the app, uh, and then like you were you were like consistently hitting like nine oh five, nine sixteen, nine twenty six, nine thirteen for every every update, which is every couple miles, and then right when I got the the eight mile run update you had dropped to 11:22 per mile pace so i looked at lauren I'm like something either happened or they hit a hill and then Corey hit it as well and i'm like they must have hit a hill because they both dropped significantly almost like two minutes per, per mile yeah the way the course was set up is i i didn't love it but i didn't hate it completely so it was basically just uh it was two loops, like, downtown Sandusky, which okay. was great in the sense that, like, I said this before, but, like, the people of Sandusky, like, loved this shit. Everyone, including the volunteers, but also all the people on the race, like, uh, roads, like, all the people that have those houses were outside, like, tailgating. It was fucking awesome. That's sick. So, like, people had, like, sprinklers. Like, I was getting blasted with water guns. It was It was awesome. Long story short, when you go through the first loop, though, you pass the finish, and it destroys your mentality. Like, because you're like, I got to do a whole nother one. You literally see it has like two options. You can go to the right to finish, or you can go to the left, and it's like you just hit mile seven, and you're like. Oh my god! I'm not even halfway. This is fucking <laughs> horrible. Or, actually, I think it was like mile six because you weren't even halfway. Okay. Which, to be honest, like I started cramping pretty bad even at like mile three. I was doing. I think we all kind of said this, but I just basically was telling myself like, don't, don't start walking until you get to the next aid station. Like every time, I was just like. You can only walk at the aid stations to get water, ice, whatever you need. And I'm like trying to suck down. I have my running water bottle with a noon in it or two noons in it. And I was sucking that down. It was fucking horrible because it was warm. And like there's two noons in like basically 16 ounces of water. You're supposed to put one in a 16 ounces of water. So it was just gross. But I'm like, I know I need this. I'm trying to eat salt sticks. I'm cramping up like a bitch. And I'm like, I, I took like my first goo probably 30 minutes in, 30, 40 minutes in. That helped me like get some energy back yeah. just in general. So I felt okay at that point. I think I picked it up a little bit. Um, But yeah, once we, we all said like once you hit that like turnaround where you were halfway. So basically where you passed the finish, you had another like mile, mile and a half before the actual turnaround was and you turned around and there was an aid station and I literally had someone put ice down my back which helped a ton like just brought my like body temperature down but even then I was like holy fuck I have to do this loop again like this is this might actually kill me so we get up like this little initial hill and I'm coming back down I get to the next aid station and I'm like in my head I go 
Hey, dumbass. You need the electrolytes in these noons in your running water bottle. You're all pissy that it tastes bad because it's warm. Why don't you just put the ice in the water bottle? <laughs> <laughs> like, it took me eight and a half miles to think of that. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, this is fair. You're probably not in the right mind that far into yeah. the race. You're so dumb, dude. So, like, at this point, too, like, I actually, like, couldn't talk very well. Like, I was so just, not even that I was gassed. I was just so dehydrated and, like, out of it. I would like run up to the aid station with my water bottle open and just be like, ice, ice, ice. <laughs> and, like they were super helpful. They would just like grab a handful and like shove it in there for me. And I'd be like, thank you so much. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, we got to like mile, what'd you say it was? Like mile eight? Right around like the eight mile update. Yeah. You dropped to 1122. Yeah. So I pretty much went. I started getting like a full blown Charlie horse at that point. Like before that, it was just kind of like it was shooting at me a little bit in my quads and my hamstrings. But then at that point, it was like, oh, fuck, like this is a full blown like it felt like someone just shot me in the leg type of Charlie horse. Yeah. So I had to like kind of sit and just walk. And then people like I was probably in an area where there was like maybe 10 houses, like all just partying. They were like do you want ice? Like, what do you need? They were all like super helpful. And I was like, I don't know. I just got to walk it out. Like, I'm good. Thank you guys though. So I'm walking, I'm walking. I probably did like a walk run for a good, like mile, mile and a half and got to the next aid station, had someone these two girls literally had, both of them had two handfuls of ice. And I was like, can you guys put four handfuls of ice down my back? <laughs> And they just like opened my tri suit and just shoved it down there. And I mean, when I tell you I screeched like a little girl, it was the funniest thing on the planet. But I just like it like kind of woke me up. And then all of a sudden I was like, all right, I can run a little bit. I got a little bit of a jog going. And I'm not kidding when I say like another 30 seconds went by and I just started cramping up again immediately. And then this dude, this guy, I told Corey and Greeny this already he was quite literally my savior. Like I, I told him that he was my, my Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. He comes up to me and he's wearing, so they have these like, these like triathlon clubs. So there's like specific company sponsored ones. And then like the one I was, I kept seeing was Zoot. They're like a big triathlon. They yeah. make like gear and stuff. Yep. There's a bunch of them. And then there was the Cleveland triathlon club. They all had like, Cleveland tri gear and all this stuff. This guy comes up behind me. I, he's probably like mid forties, little bit like he was honestly not like in that great of shape from what I could tell, but you could tell he's like done a bunch of these and he's like, Hey man, you need anything? And I was like, I don't know, dude, I, I'm out of salt sticks. Like I got, I don't know what to do about these cramps. And he pulls out this little baggie and he's like, you want an electrolyte pill? And I was like, I don't know what that is, but is it going to help? He was like, it'll help. And I took one and Max, I'm not kidding you. When I say like 40 seconds went by and I was like, what the fuck was that? It literally felt like I just did a line of Coke. <laughs> like all of my cramps went away. I started like picking up my feet. Like I was exhausted too, but like, I wasn't even thinking about how exhausted I was at that point. It was just the cramps that were killing me. But like my exhaustion went away. It felt like I just like woke up almost which you can and literally like, see it in your times. You go from 11.22 per mile to 10.42 to 10.10 10, 
to 957 to 945. Like you're slowly coming down. Yeah, it was crazy. And then so I had taken that. And like at that point, I was still walking and he just kind of ran past me. And all of a sudden I started picking up and I ran past him and I like tapped him on the back. I was like, dude, thank you so much. Like, I appreciate that. He was like, yeah, man, those things are great. Let me know if you want another one. And I wish I would have taken him up on it. I should have just grabbed <laughs> another one. But because he had, he had a bag of like 20 of them. <laughs> I was like, holy fuck. But I ran past him. And at that point I was like, I think I, that was probably like mile 10. So it was the last like turnaround. And I was like, I was, I think I was out of electrolytes. I was out of salt sticks. I had done all my goos. I was like, you know what, man, just go fill up with fucking water and grind the shit out. Like I, I knew the pace I was at at that point. I was like, there's no way you're going to go sub. You're going to go over six hours. If, as long as you don't fuck up, like just don't fuck up. You just can't cramp up so bad that you can't like move run <laughs> yeah. away. And, like, the other thing, too, it was in the back of my head. Like, I was passing Corey, but every time I passed him, I was like, he's a good ways behind me. Like, he would have to figure some crazy shit out to be able to, like, sprint to catch up with me. Well, we didn't we didn't touch on this, but he got a five-minute delay on the bike. Oh, yes. I did forget about that because I didn't yeah. know about that until after. Because he was only th- yeah. three minutes behind you, I think, uh, for pretty much the majority of the race going, like, into T2. And then all of a sudden he was like eight minutes behind it. Um, I didn't know what happened until I was texting Ken's and she got an update from Morgan and who said, yeah, he had a five minute uh, drafting penalty. Yeah. Which I do think it was total bullshit. To be honest, the whole race or the whole bike ride, I didn't see a single like official anywhere. There was only like volunteers and uh, like people sitting outside their like country ass homes. I don't know. He said he got it like with maybe two miles left. And I don't really exactly remember. He'd have to explain it exactly. But he was like, it was just, it was nonsense. Like he wasn't even that close. He honestly felt like the the girl just kind of was bored and hadn't given anyone a penalty all day. It was just like, Jesus Christ, it's so dumb. But yeah, I, he did say too, he was like, honestly, I think if I wouldn't have gotten that penalty, he probably would have saw me in the transition area. Which, for like a mental portion of it, that would have probably helped him a lot. Oh, yeah. That he had a chance to catch up. Yeah. I mean, at least. I, like, he probably would have saw me going out and him coming in. But even then, like, that's only three, four minutes that he could have, like, he, I mean, that's tough to make up. But he could have done it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially with, like, you cramping. Oh, yeah. I mean, if he, if he wouldn't have cramped, he would have beat me, for yeah. sure. No doubt in my mind. But, yeah, I mean... So going back, like I got to like mile 10 and at this point, this is the cheesiest thing I'll say on here about this, but I was legit. Like <laughs> I was kind of crying, like crying slash just like welling up of like, I can't believe I'm actually going to do this on top of like, I cannot wait to be done with this. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm so done. When yeah. you talk about like having an empty fuel tank, it was, it was the emptiest of fuel tanks I've ever felt in my life. I mean, I was just looking down at my feet, just being like, dude, just put one in front of the other until you're done. Don't look at your watch. Just go. And then the last aid station, there was like these these two like middle-aged girls that they were like super into it, just lively all day. I mean, I passed them like four times. 
and they would just drill you with this fucking water hose. And I like stood there at the end, probably at this point, I think I had like maybe a little less than a mile to go. And they just like hosed me down right before. And I was like, all right, that's it. That's all you needed. You got a mile left. Just hit it. And I kind of picked it up at, at that point. I don't think I really got any more cramps. And I, I told Corey in reading this, but I was legitimately like, I was tearing up when I finished that fucking race. Like when I came across, I just like bent down and I was like, I can't fucking breathe. <laughs> Dude, I know. I know that feeling though. Like that happened to me at the marathon. It was like, it was everything. It was like the fact that I physically was just so drained. I was like, this hurts so bad that I'm like about to tear up because of that. But then it was like yeah. the emotional side of being like so mentally drained, but so proud of yourself as well for, for finishing yeah. this insane thing that like 10 years ago, you probably would have never even guessed you were going to do. No, I mean, there was definitely, you texted this with tin can during the race, but there was moments in there, like during not so much, like I didn't really need them at all on the bike, but during the run, I kept doing the, how did you just, how do we describe it with Goggins? What does he always say? Uh, either carry the boats. Somebody's no, got to carry the boats or go into the pain cave or the cookie jar of pain or something. The like cookie that. jar. I yeah. kept doing the cookie jar thing, which yep. that was making me like a little bit emotional too, of just like thinking back on certain shit of just like, dude, you can do this. Like you are a fucking badass. Just figure it the fuck out. Like, like this isn't that bad type of thing. It was that bad. Like this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, but it's still like it helped. And I think, yeah, to your point, like that was the shit that was like making me a little bit emotional. And then by the time it was over, like I, the rhymers and Morgan and all of them were like standing there, like talk, trying to talk to me. And I just kind of looked up at Corey's mom and I was like, I just, I can't talk right now. I got to walk away for a second. Like, sorry. But yeah, it was fucking, it was nuts. And then at that point too, I just kind of stood there like, fuck man is Corey gonna finish under six like this guy's gotta finish under six i know that's he came all in I 603 but that made me think too i was like as long as once his dad told me that he got a five minute penalty I was, and like i knew it was probably dumb i was like okay if he finishes an under 605 it's 100 percent under six yeah 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 like that's just that was stupid so in my opinion he finished under six 100 uh, he, he texted yeah. me separately yesterday uh, just thanking me for all the hype throughout the day. And I was like, dude, oh yeah, that penalty probably was shit. You for sure hit under six. Like you guys killed it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was so dumb, but yeah, shout out to you, dude. That was, I like, it didn't get on my phone until obviously probably, I don't know, maybe an hour or two after that. And I was like, this fucking guy was all over it. <laughs> and we were at the Reds game. Like an awesome Reds game, too. Yeah, it was yeah. actually a sick Reds game. I was, like, yeah. glued to my phone. And Laura's like, are they done yet? Like, can we enjoy the game? I'm, no, they're not done. And I'm going to keep posting and keep updating yeah. until. <laughs> um, Thank you. Yeah, I of course. It. I was I was sad that I wasn't actually there. I was like, damn, this is making me a little jealous for not being there and uh, just enjoying the day with you guys. But you guys, I'm, it's insane what you guys did and then greeny i know we haven't talked a lot about him he came in at yeah. seven hours and 13 seconds so about an hour after you guys uh which is insane because we like we touched on the beginning he winged it his training he he winged his training all I, the way through probably didn't train all that much at all and then somehow still did seven hour 70.3 i stand by the fact that i think if you could convince greeny to be disciplined he would destroy us yeah destroy yeah us. If he did the, the exact same training can... that you guys did. Yeah. 
by yeah. far, dude. He's a freak of an athlete. Yeah. But yeah, he, I think it finally caught up to him in the sense of like, well, he was even telling me when he was here the last time, he was like, I was pretty regimented last year for the Chicago try. And it went, I think in his head, it went so well that he was like, I don't even need to train that hard. This isn't going to be that bad. But he probably had a come to Jesus moment during that run yet yesterday where he was like, fuck, man, I, I'm an idiot. That's probably the furthest you can go without like being regimented on training. And even then, exactly. even yeah. then you probably shouldn't try that. But like he did a marathon without it, which again, insane. He did last year. Yeah, kind of more regimented, but still, he still probably winged it more than you guys did. But seventy I mean, points. Yeah, think about that. Last year, like he should have, he should have beat me. He basically did beat me last year. Yeah, wild. And he, like, it's insane, dude. But yeah, I mean, he said he. I think we all pretty much had similar storylines of just like, dude, the cramping is so terrible. And then I told them the thing about the guy giving me the electrolyte pill, and Grady was like, dude, write that down because that sounds like the shit we need. Oh, yeah. Which, you need that for I don't know. whatever you do next. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck was in those things, but it was it was a miracle pill. Like, seriously. And it was instantaneous, too. It couldn't have been good for me, but you never know. <laughs> My dad was like, dude, it was probably just like a – it was probably just like straight sodium to the head. Yeah. I was like, you're probably right, but I, I wish I would have asked him what it was, but who knows. Well, um, what is what's going to be your next big thing? Dude, <laughs> or or I don't you just don't want to even think about it right now. This next week you're probably just I told myself I'm giving this week and I kind of mentioned this earlier, I'm gonna decide if I'm gonna do the Chicago one. Um I just wanna get moved right now. We yeah. kinda talked about that at the beginning, but I'm moving on Thursday, not working out this week at all. My body is I mean, shot. Dude, moving is not gonna be fun. Yeah. I mean <laughs> Even the drive home, I had to call Mackenzie at one point because I was like, "Hey, I'm like kind of falling asleep. Can I just call you to to like stay awake?" She's like at work right now too, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I think I think it's probably fifty fifty that I'll do the Chicago one and then figure out I mean, next year. We all I, we do this every time, but I was like, I don't, I just can't see myself at this point in my life doing a full. The more people you talk to about it, everyone that said that they have done one, I would always ask them, like, what was the training like? And they're all just like, dude, it's horrible. Like, it's actually horrible. You, like, pretty much got to start training now if you wanted to do it next year. Yeah. I mean, depending on what time of year you really wanted to do it. That's the other thing, too, is you got to kind of gauge what time of year do you want to do it? Where do you want to do it? Yeah. I, like, Tin Can's doing his in fucking Panama City in an ocean. That's crazy to me. 2.4 miles in the ocean. Yeah. Like, we were talking about that. Like, Corey and Greeny kept saying, like, they would be the most intimidated by the swim. I was like, fuck that, dude. I think the swim wouldn't be that bad at all as long as I didn't cramp up. You could just kind of – I mean, I wouldn't be going for time if I was doing a full Ironman. I would just be out there like, you just got to make the cutoff. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit. I'd be more I would be way more intimidated about just like blowing up on the bike. Like, 112 miles on the bike in probably hot water or sorry, hot yeah. air, hot air. I mean, yeah, I know that like I know that Panama City one's in November, but still, dude, that's just Yeah. It's going to be humid regardless. I don't know. I mean, Ironman is really good. You got to shout them out like a lot of triathlons aren't great with like their nutrition stations they're not always set up perfectly iron man 
there's no way you would ever like be totally fucked on nutrition. Like they have it. It's just a matter of like, a, did you train with that specific nutrition that like it could fuck up your stomach and B, did you, uh, like if your bike, if you, if you get like a flat tire, you're fucked. That's the only other thing I would say, but yeah, I mean, it's, I wouldn't say it's a never say, it's a never say never thing, but like, Never say never. Yeah. That's insane, bro. Well, I'm proud of you. I'm guessing all of our listeners are as well. It's insane. Pretty fucking crazy. Again, yeah. I, I said like 10 That's... years ago, you probably would have never thought about doing this. Even like two years ago when we did our first one, we didn't even think about doing a 70.3. That was no. still like way, way, way off of like, we probably couldn't do that. Yeah, maybe we did this this sprint or whatever, but... There's just no chance we did it. We were going to do a 70.3 and you fucking did it. No, that was, I mean, that was probably one of the more like just I'm, as you're saying that, like thinking back to just like random thoughts that were going through my head that were making me emotional. Like the one I can remember, like the first time I really like biked outside in Chicago, I did like 10 miles and I was like, that was kind of a lot. <laughs> like I biked 56 miles and then ran a half marathon in the yeah. same fucking day. That's so dumb. Under six hours. Yeah. Oh my God. Or like swimming in general. I was so like, remember how scared we were about <laughs> swimming? So scared. Oh like, my God. Max and I would sit in our living room having like hour, hour and a half long discussions. And it was just like, it was the most anxiety inducing thing you would ever listen to in your entire life about swimming a half a mile. <laughs> half a mile sounds like nothing now. Yeah. Like I've, I could fucking do a half a mile in a pool tomorrow if I wanted to. That's wild. Well, the Crazy. one question I think everybody's thinking about is uh, what'd you eat after? You burned 5,000 oh, yeah. calories. What'd you eat? So they had, they had food for us. It was okay i mean it was it was delicious the one thing i kept telling because all of the rhymers like so Corey's sister was there with her little one morgan has her little one that was there with us and uh i was like i don't think i ever enjoyed applesauce growing up but i took one spoonful of some super fucking concentrated applesauce that they had for us and I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever tasted <laughs> in my entire life. But yeah, we had that and like some chicken and some potatoes. They were fine. That was more just like just to kind of fuel back up. And then right. we went to we went to some brewery that night. And uh it's the first time Greeny and I split some pierogies. I had never had pierogies. And sorry, Laura and I absolutely butchered the spelling of pierogies. <laughs> she was so proud. She was so proud that you ate them. Just because her family yeah, makes them I'd every never, Christmas. I had never had one. I was like, I've heard people talk about them. They sound good. And then I took a bite. I was like, so this is just deep fried mashed potatoes. This is Pretty awesome. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of different flavors that you can make, but that's I'm a more sure, common yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. And then we just got, we both got like, actually, I think all three of us just got fucking cheeseburgers and they were amazing. It was, I felt so American. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better after. No, nothing better at all. Okay, I know we probably ran long there, and you need to go eat dinner. Do we want to do a quick unanswerable? Let's do it. Okay. So I think this actually – you sent this to me like forever ago. This Ooh, is a good one. Okay. Um, 
maybe it was you, maybe it wasn't. If a person that was about to die, the reason I picked this one is because I thought I was going to die. Um, <laughs> if a person that was about to die in the electric chair or just like any type of capital punishment, so hanging, I don't even know. Do we use any other capital punishment other than the electric chair now? Uh is there like poison, like medicine? Oh yeah, they do do lethal injection. Lethal now. injection—that's yeah. what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so if the person was about to die by capital punishment, and they had a heart attack, would you? Does it make sense to save them? Oh, I don't know if I sent you this one. This is new to me. Maybe I did. I, I don't know. Did. Huh. Okay. Huh. If you're so like, think of this not so much as if you're like the. Just morale police. Like, does it morally make sense to save them? I guess this kind of depends on if you believe in capital punishment, but I do, so I'll I'll say that out out loud. Yeah, me too. Oh, that's so you're literally saving them to kill them again. Pretty much. You're literally saving them to kill them again. Yes. I would say no. 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 It wouldn't be worth it. I think you save them because <laughs> okay, they shouldn't. They should have to have that like come to Jesus moment, like the heart attack. They that just kind of hits them out of nowhere. They need to have the come to Jesus moment of like I'm about to turn this electric chair on right now. Okay, I see. Die. It has, it's like the whole mental thing. Yeah, because that's why I think they deserve to feel that. I mean. Don't get me wrong. There's definitely some stories of people getting the the electric chair that probably shouldn't have, but you know, if it is someone that deserves it, let's just keep that hypothetical in there. Okay, I think you, yeah, that makes sense. I think you convinced me to change. I, I was thinking about it also from a a money standpoint. It costs our government a ton of money to kill somebody, which sounds wild to say, but. Uh, yeah, why is that? Just like, I don't know. I have no clue. Do you have to like pay the witnesses? I guess that's a good point. Pay I the witnesses. Like, just, I think lethal injection is probably pretty expensive. I think yeah. just the whole process is is expensive. It's probably like really, yeah. The whole uh, the whole judicial system is really expensive. I'm like, yeah. that's because isn't that the whole thing of like corporate lawyers? Like their whole job is to try to make sure you don't go to court. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Huh. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a whole world I just don't know anything about. I would love to hear people's opinions on that. Because I yeah. feel like you can get a lot of people on both sides on that one. Like, almost, I think the best way to think about it is you're the person standing there that's calling the shots. This person is about to die. They have a heart attack. What do you do? I think the letter of the law is you probably save them, but... Yeah, the problem is, though, I think if you save them, you couldn't do it on the same day. You'd exactly. Have, you'd have to, like, let them heal and then do it. And but, that's, like, a huge hurdle, too, I think, is, like, getting the date set. Yeah, because it can take years. Like, you can get the sentencing, and then it could take four or five years until it actually happens. That's crazy. Yeah. I, yeah. So you're knowing yeah. for four or five years that you're going to die. You have that date. Fuck. That's making me think. That's making me think not to save them again. But because I'm like, well, fuck, I worked this hard to have them killed today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want them to fucking die, motherfucker. <laughs> huh. Well, That's drop a uh, drop in the comments what you guys think. 
what yeah, you guys would choose. Absolutely. Well, cool. Thank you guys for letting me spill my guts too on everything about that. It was I'm, that's gonna be cool. I know you've talked about this, Max, but like having this as just kind of like an audio diary. If I ever want to go back and just listen to how I felt right after that, yeah, I can go back and listen to that. So. That's why I'm glad we did it the day after, just so it was like still fresh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. I was like thinking, even like when I was driving home, I was like, do I need to write some of this stuff down? I was like, Probably not. I, I pretty much know exactly everything that like went down and all that yeah. stuff. But cool. Well, thank you guys for going on this journey with me and Corey and Greeny. Um, as always, we'll try to uh, we'll try to get off the the triathlon chatter for a while. I know you've kind of beaten that down in your guys' throats lately. So. Um, but thanks to Max for producing and for being the greatest social media manager of all time. <laughs> but mostly thank you guys for listening, following, but keep spreading the good Coney word. Peace. Peace. Peace.